We didn't ever really. When did you start smoking weed? Me? Yeah. When I was three. He's three. <laughs> now let's, let's, let's elaborate on that. Gee, it's what to do, everybody? Welcome to another episode of No Turntables and Two Microphones. I'm LT Woods, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Thornton. And we're back. Oh, we're back. Yeah, that's cool. Up a little more. <clears throat> Just feels like there you go. That's better. Um. Yep. Just got back. <laughs> well, we just got back from the cannabis tattoo event. That was rad this weekend. Yeah, first first one. Yep. Um. Got Doke here. What's up, Nathaniel Doke? Shindoku Warrior. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Nathan Doak, my hetero life mate. Um, yeah, so we had the cannabis event this weekend. Doak did not come up. What were you doing? Uh, it was too important. You couldn't hang out with us. I was <laughs> narfling the Garthog. Ah, uh, narfling the Garthog. He must narfle the Garthog. <laughs> I was hanging out with my wife. Ah, congratulations. Married. We celebrated nine years of marriage. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> and we didn't get any applause on that, but that's cool. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Niner. It's just a nine. Spot. Nine times. It's not even a ten, really. Uh, wasn't. <coughs> well, you can always strive for ten. That's it was coming good. up soon. Crab legs and stuff, you know. Where'd y'all go? Cajun Crab House. Well, okay. okay. It was like the first crab house in Missouri, so. Or in Columbia, Missouri. There's a lot of them now. There's, at least. there's ones downtown. There's one like a block away from Cajun Crab House now. The, what about that uh, in Columbia now, how all the alleys have restaurants in them or whatever downtown? The, or one of them does or something? Yeah, yeah. There's the sushi place down yeah, there. Yeah, it's crazy. Kanpai. Not what was going on in those alleys when I was running around. No. <laughs> I remember being like 14 and drinking 40s in there yeah. and, you know, dodging the police and trying to scrounge change to go to gun. Motherfucker will rent anything nowadays. Or vodka and Dr. Pepper. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anything you could get the bums to buy you. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all remember the bum called Stretch? Oh, of course. <laughs> he uh, had to I do now. For a little while. I do while. now. <laughs> and he, uh, then they, he settled in Paquin Towers. He was a packy pal for a while. My, uh. My Aunt Lisa used to work in the ER, and, and she was like, he's not homeless. Like, he had, like... Oh, dude, that dude was a veteran and stuff. He got a monthly check and just pissed it all away. Yeah, and, and like, his sister was helping <laughs> him or something, right? You know, he, was, he just liked hanging out with the street people because, you know, the estranged veteran-type person. Yeah. <laughs> there was another person down there, uh, Captain Kirk, and he was pretty amazing. He was supposedly one of those dudes that they experimented on LSD with and stuff. What and about? He was like more sober when he was drunk. Like he was <laughs> get like two bottles of Mad Dog in him. He would like, it was, he was more sober than if he was like fresh in the day. Like he wouldn't recognize you. But at night when he's hammered, he was with it, you know. Who was the, there, there was a whole bunch of pa- people who used to go up Packy Powers. And- oh, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Paquin Towers. You could always hit him up for 
what, what was that Stranger other place? <laughs> Where was that other place uh, over off of Hit Street that we used to, that there's a tower over there. Was that Paquin Tower? That's Paquin Tower. Was that? Oh, I'm thinking of Oak Tower. Oak Tower is over off of Garth, yeah. Garth. There was one right by my elementary school. I went to Robert E. Lee Elementary over there. Uh-huh. Uh, no longer Robert E. Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprised they changed that. Oh, the, Lee? Yeah, but there was. I've, I've heard of it. I know where like it's like at. Some yeah, wild, yeah. 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 So I guess the be, side note would be. We all lived in Columbia. Yeah. Okay. So that, there's lots of, no, and no one that I can talk to anymore about that stuff. So I find it's interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that's. I was, say, I was thinking about something that like Captain Mo Green posted the other day of like, he's always posting like old St. Louis photos yeah. and shit. And I think about like, like even how things change from like, I was thinking he was asking me something. I was like, yeah, fool. It, like when you used to come to St. Louis when you lived in Columbia, like back in the day, it wasn't wasn't like it is here now. Like it was kind of like a nicer place in a way. <laughs> it was. It was crispy back in the day. Yeah, I like here buying hats and come stuff. come to the zoo or like the old the baseball, concerts. the old baseball arena and shit. Like it was just different. Like and I, I don't know. I, I guess I always it wasn't as much for me because I'm from here, and then I lived in Columbia. And when I would come back here, it was just to the hood where I'm from. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like North. Yeah, I don't imagine the hood has changed. Not much. too much. It's a, you know, it's gotten where I'm from. It's just gotten a little better because there's just less people now. But yeah, well, yeah. and in the early, you had a lot of crack in the early. Oh, 80s the crack shit, hit. So. Yeah, the crack hit over there. Oh, crack hit everywhere. The um, <clears throat> yeah, I've heard about it. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. I heard, I heard I heard people from out of state would come sell crack here. Uh, <laughs> venture into St. Louis, strangely <laughs> enough, make a little money. Um, no people. But it seems like would roll through Columbia all the time and peddle their wares and stuff. It was always a hot spot in between yeah. the city and St. Louis, and people even on the way up to Chicago would dip in sometimes and ducking and diving and stuff. That um, that downtown was just. You know, I used to be a downtown kid. You know, yeah, I used to, you know, we were all running around different. Yeah. You know, and it's the the homeless people down there, the unhoused. They're fucking wild. Yeah, that's an understatement, man. Yeah, like well, I mean, they could do like. There's not very many of them, and so they just kind of put up with them. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And like, I think they just that like, oh, it's stretch again. You know, yeah. or oh, it's. You when know. I worked at Jimmy John's downtown, like we would, I would just let him sleep on one of the benches and give him sandwiches and shit. Yeah, you know, can't really be too mean to the homeless guy. And do y'all remember the dude um, that would dance at the intersection over there? Oh, the dancing cowboy. Yeah, Fuck yeah, bro. And then like Club Vogue gave him a top hat and a jacket and shit. <laughs> he said, "When I went, to, I went to Jeff Junior High right there. I'd see him every morning. Oh waving, yeah, I forgot waving and that, dancing." Uh, I forgot that Club Vogue like hired him. <laughs> yeah, they like jazzed him up. He had free yeah, passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that dude? He would like hand him, him out. Of yeah. The what's the dude that owned? Jay Yeager. <laughs> trying, trying to think of uh, the old V. That's the V. Is it? It's the V. It's not the Vogue. It's the V. The Chalice. The Chalice. Did, uh, Welcome to the Chalice. Did either of y'all ever know a guy called Jason Crowley? Downtown, they call him Street. Still down there. I just seen his fucking Facebook. 
Have his, you seen his... Uh, is out of control. His van on Reddit? No. Yeah, well, he travels around in this, like, minivan that's, what? like... That's, like... You know the old lady in Labyrinth where she's, like, got all that shit packed on her back and uh-huh. stuff? It looks like that. Really? Oh, I would like to see it. Uh, that guy I, made me... It's on Reddit. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he won't hear it. I don't give a fuck if he does. But that used to be... That was a unsettling scene with, like with that dude and all the younger kids because he's older than me you know yeah and like the kids from high school they were all like thought he was cool and a street <laughs> jesus they called him and i went to high school with his cousin who was also named jason crowley who was nice i liked his cousin but that dude that downtown dude was his cousin wild. was named the same thing yeah <laughs> no it's, mental illness and you know not uh, dealing with it and yeah it, He's he's touched in the head and mad. Even back then, he was gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hung out downtown a lot and stuff too, and I would I'd see those guys, but they're always like meowing and doing like weird fucking. Yeah, I'm just trying to be strange, which was cool too. But like, because we were all being strange just by hanging out downtown, you were being kind of a weird person, you know. What about the dude named Casket? Did you know him? I I believe his real name was Ray. He's like a no. He was really nice. Eyeball. Eyeball. Eyeball's uh, Matt something. Remember Eyeball? I, that's, I, I feel like he was friends with Casket, but that might just be because of these names. But, I, but Eyeball was like not, well, he's, he was homeless too, kind of, right? For a while, but then he. He was in and off. He went to prison for a little bit. He like got out. I think he's in like Florida now. I don't know. Looks like he would be in Florida. <laughs> he definitely belongs in Florida. He was like beef caked out and shit. No, I remember. That's not. <laughs> it took me a second for it to like chime up, but them characters. Eyeball. Yeah. Columbia uh, characters and stuff. They're just the weird people that roam around. Like I don't know. There's lots of weirdos that roam around Columbia. It's like a catch-all. Them in between college towns. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to live there, you know. Yeah. It's cheap and so cheap. I love it. Yeah, I, I, my first apartment, although this was in 2002, was uh, $350 for a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> it was in the Columbia's, like, bad area, kind of, but we where was that? that? Scott Boulevard. Yeah. Uh, oh, like Mesa and shit? Be- Bellevue was the street. Yeah. I believe you lived on the street over, right? Yes, or did Bethany. you Bethany? Yeah. Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, might have. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> that was where all things came to an end for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That neighborhood, I, every time I go to Columbia, I drive through there and it's still like, oh, yeah, it's still gnarly. It just, stinks. Yeah. Just, like, like the, oh, it's, not, yeah. it's like a, a pathway got, for the sewage system and stuff. And for some reason, it just stinks worse there. Ugh, it there's a picture Columbia. of me in front of my apartment there on my Instagram still. Is there? <laughs> yeah. I think I had like several years like sober by the time that we... Uh, showed up and did that you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah it was uh it was one time so my parking lot was like you know t- connected to the backyards of those houses on the bethany or whatever and there's always these pit bulls it was it was like a fucked up house you know mm-hmm. and one day i pulled up and the pit bull was off the chain and it climbed the fence to get to me so i just had to drive around for a couple of hours like yeah hey, i'm just going to fucking the dog just <laughs> climbed the fence like it was a human <laughs> so, I always found that if you run directly at the dogs, it at least gives you an extra second or two to run away from them because they don't know what to do. Uh, yeah. That was always a trick that I learned, hopping fences and stuff, just being a 
How's, how's my old Caprice? I just was like, nope, I'm, I'm leaving. I love Caprices. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 90, it was a... Uh, Ooh, bubble body. That was the, it was the last year, it was the box. It was, oh, uh, the last of yeah. the boxes. I still have the key on my keychain. It was a... Uh, it was a cop car. It I wasn't had an eighty two classic. It was three fifty interceptor. Oh, it was. I had that car. I drove it. I had other cars during, but I had that car for ten years. It had three hundred thousand miles on it. In the oh, yeah, year. mine got t boned. I had an eighty two, and it had the three o something, three o five, three o seven. The key is worn smooth, but it nice. would it would start it still. <laughs> mine was a tank. Uh, it got T-boned and like the frame was bent and it had a wobble. You couldn't drive over 65 and stuff. I still drove it for a while because this is. Yeah, they're great cars. You can't drive 65. So I uh, I, w- I would love the 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 bubble body, the round body, the wagon. I always wanted a wagon. Those wagons are cool. The bubble bodies were always one of my faves. And then like they finished off the Caprice series. In 96 with the Chevy Impala yeah. SS, that was just, you know, that was always, that's always the, like, pinnacle of cars for me. Have you seen the new Impalas, like the 2023 Impalas? I have. They're pretty spicy. They, and then in 2013, like they issued a government Caprice. Really? Yeah. You could only, you could, I think you can get them now. They're, like, six grand or something. Nice. Yeah, that, right. that new Impala coming down the pike is pretty, pretty slick. I'm always down for an Impala. They're always pretty. They kind of petered off for a while, like in the 2000s. Yeah, they made that one that with the little round tail lights. It's just, that, yeah, that thing was weak. You know, I never knew one that lasted too long. I decided not to own any after my 64. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped there. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but that was a good year for them. Yeah, we're on the street. Omar's got a 65 Bel Air. It's fucking slick. I remember the your Impella. It got traded around a little bit. We got to see it. Oh yeah, once yeah. or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to move it once or twice. I think, <laughs> maybe even three times. No, it was three times. <coughs> it was an awesome looking Impella. It just didn't have an interior and. <coughs> well, the interior <laughs> interior was being worked on. I'm sure. It was. <laughs> well, I had insert. No, I had Adam Curry working on it. That's probably where, to be honest, that's probably where all the frame parts and everything were for the seats and everything. Mm-hmm. I paid for all of the vinyl because that's why, like, the top was done inside. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, he was supposed to be finishing <coughs> those seats. So, how did uh, you two meet? <laughs> the story of. The origins. Um, well, allegedly, <laughs> I was on a run with a friend of mine, and uh, I ended up rolling over to a trailer park in Columbia, over off of Creasy Springs, and to deliver some goods. And I, I had some really good hash, some from. I don't know, Turkey or Afghanistan stuff that got smuggled back here somehow. <coughs> and so I had it in my pocket and I rolled up to this house and LT's sitting there with like a pit bull on each side and cornrows. <laughs> and and uh, it was it was pretty awesome. Allegedly. And, allegedly. And so I was like, you guys want to smoke some hash? And he was like, fuck yeah. And so we, like our first experience of hanging out, we smoked some fun. <coughs> Turkish 
hash and didn't I go out? Didn't I go out with Jamie and fucking Ben that night? Was that the same night? It was near then, and then like <coughs> LT just started hanging around. You know, he just ended up. Well, Ben was my roommate. <coughs> yeah, big head Ben. Yeah, we. Big head Ben. Yeah. So everybody, everybody's outside nowadays anyway, so it doesn't even really matter. But <coughs> yeah, like my roommate. So my baby mama left the house, and my roommate moved in, and. He was a shaker and a mover. Pretty much his whole family shaker and a mover. They still are, really. Yeah. And, you know, and so that's where we ran into each other over there. <coughs> How old were y'all? <coughs> I was ripe. I think I was 20. <coughs> well, 21. I wasn't tattooing yet. No. So I wasn't, I was probably like 25, 24, 25. Um, Cause I didn't start tattooing until. How I was old are you now? 26. Me? Yeah, forty-five. Okay. I'm just a little bit younger than LT. So. <coughs> oh, yeah. Had a, both you guys got these heads of hair. Yeah. Yeah, we grew those ourselves. I, <laughs> I, I, still I, I, I take full responsibility. Yeah, I was, I was growing it since I was a child, really. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, but uh, LT LT started hanging around our crew, you know. Our, we would ran in different circles, and then like our circles intertwined as they got as we got older and started drinking at the bars. And I became twenty one, so we started kicking it at the bars a lot, like every day. <laughs> you know, and like LT liked to drink and party, and I liked to drink and party. And sometimes we'd get into adventures and stuff, go to concerts and shows, and blackout and. Not remember a thing. Since then, I've learned that I like to stay sober at shows and <laughs> remember them. I think the Blue Note's one of the best venues. It, it. I've seen some phenomenal shows there. Slayer. Were you Primus. at the Slayer and Clutch? And yes. <coughs> yep. Yep. <coughs> makes me mad. I was in the pit. I was. It wasn't System of a Down, and they opened that show or something. No, was it? Uh, I'd always heard it was Slayer, Clutch, and System of a Down, and. My mom was like, no, you cannot go to this show. It's, um, night. it's what's really cool is uh, <coughs> my friend uh, Hagen had just gotten out of prison. He's dead, right? He's dead. He had Chris like Hagen, a, do you know him? He had a brain aneurysm and stuff. He was awesome. Kinda. Sounds familiar, but I don't know. Uh, but he <coughs> had just gotten out of prison and I got a hold of his PO and I was like, yo, Slayer's his favorite band. We gotta be. You gotta let me take him. She's like, you gotta take responsibility for him and make sure he doesn't get in any trouble. And I drank a bunch of Jack Daniels and <coughs> thrashed a house. And a friend of mine, so I broke all the windows. I was bleeding. We were slayed out. You know, we were drunk. It was terrible. I bet that was a fucking crazy show. And funny, funny thing about Doke is is. I can't. Sometimes responsibility is not his strong point. No, no. <laughs> I'm like the opposite sometimes. I'm doing, I'm on a good streak right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine years. Nine years. <laughs> Nine years. Been married. Been married. Responsible. Streak. It's totally responsible. <laughs> so, but, but pretty responsible. Yeah, fair, fairly responsible. <laughs> uh, so, clutch. <laughs> System of the down. And, yeah. yeah, I've seen a lot of great shows there. Uh, I didn't see that show. Did either of you guys go to Boco Mo Fest? 
No. Alamo Fest. <coughs> I like so. Maybe I did go to a Boko Mo Fest. I don't. I th- it was like the first annual, but then to my knowledge, they only had the one. <coughs> I don't remember what that ever was. Everclear. So I, I don't think I, I feel like I feel like Everclear like, was there. I feel like I at least like if Everclear was there, I was partied there. like in the fallout of that. I've never or seen Everclear. Like as people got back to Columbia, like yeah, because it was where it was out, like yeah, Paris, like Pinnacle Hill, or, yeah, 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 because there was a gun show in that same little area. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know if I went or not. I think it was out by like Finger Lakes and all. It that. was out. It was out. I remember the one time. Uh, yeah, because it was going that way for sure. Yeah, no, it definitely was going that way. Yeah, and yeah, I don't remember. The one of the scariest car rides I was ever in was with your sister in a yellow Volvo wagon that Rita used to have, mm. and Amberly. It was like a hundred miles an hour, and the thing was just fucking shaking. And I was like, "Slow it down!" (laughs) What was she doing? Driving fast as hell. Go where? (laughs) We were just out by there, going out to Bocamo. No, no, not the just. She was she was acting like a guy, just driving fast (laughs) as hell. (laughs) Only only guys do weird shit like that, and my sister apparently. I used to like to go to the Highlands and drive around in the unfinished houses, like in their yards and stuff. We used to do it with our lights off, like drive around in the <laughs> neighborhoods and stuff. We called it Ghost in the Poon Yard. And we would drive around in neighborhoods and try to throw something at someone else's car. Well, I thought we were all driving around with our lights off. I mean, we were shithead kids, you know. Didn't it? It, Ghost it like the took yard. them like 40 years to build the Highlands. And then they built the rest of the shit like yeah. within like two days. It it was wild, right? Yeah. Like because like, what you just said, I feel like I did the same thing like five years <laughs> before that, and like I feel like that Highlands building was like this, this like ten year span, and then since then they've been built ten times as much in a third the time. It's crazy, yeah. Like the last time I drove around through there, it was like double the size. But it like And there's what, like hood houses. What were they that. doing for so long in the fucking Highlands? You man? have to have like, a good mix in Columbia, you know, so you have like the people that can work around you I don't and know. stuff and you know. Yeah. I think yeah. I built houses like like I went through like two or three careers to where like I built houses <laughs> and then went and finished them and roofed them and you know what I mean? Like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still doing it. Still build the house. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for your mother. <laughs> Me too. So <clears throat> you've been responsible for nine years. And then <laughs> where were we going? Uh, well, Matt, where were you directing us? I was just getting your all's origin story. Yeah, so we, we met. We partied. LT liked tattoos and I like tattoos. And we talked a lot about tattoos and stuff. And like LT was like, yo. I know this guy. He does tattoos. And I was like, you know, I've been listening to Slayer. Oh, yeah, I got Doki's first tattoo. I need to go get, you know, a burning fetus because I'm born to fire. I'm a ginger, you know. <laughs> so I, he took me in to see Chet on the corner of Old 63 and Stadium. The first Mr. Tattoo. The first Mr. Tattoo. And Such a good name for a shot. Let, let me, let me, let me, just like, <laughs> let me set the tone, okay? So we were just talking about this a while back, and we're like, you were like, who taught Scott how to tattoo? Seaman Scott from Mr. Tattoo. And I was like, well, Chet. 
Well, we kind of had forgot about Chet, but but he obviously never forgot about Chet because that was the first person that ever tattooed him, right? <laughs> My but, professional tattoo. But I think like Chet like floundered off into space somewhere, right? But like into meth or whatever, Some, something in around. Iowa. Who knows? Something in Iowa, I think. <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> Scott basically, Scott basically taught himself after a little bit of like Chet and A to Z to hug. And Simple then like, Scott. And then like after Chet left, um, Scott got taught Ron how to tattoo and then they moved downtown and opened up that shop. Yeah. Heavyweight. Heavyweight. <laughs> Heavy, it, was, it was a heavyweight shop. <laughs> uh, Those guys were big. Huh? What was that shop called? It was Mr. Tattoo. Okay, Mr. Tattoo downtown. Was that like right on the on uh, like Eighth Street on the corner of like right across one weird from building Saint, from Jefferson Junior High School? Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I don't know if the building even exists anymore. I love that little building. It was like it. It's it was a, like an old market. No, like, my friends. Uh, one of Zane's friends or something. His dad owns it and it's like a hair salon now there's that there used to be that little weird bike shop over there a little bicycle shop and it was ran by a cult ah i love cults yeah yeah great not waltz no 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 it was waltz like kind of cultish across from Jeff everybody Junior, goes there and then you it? go like right like you're going down towards downtown there used to be that fancy like electronics oh was they in the old it's like I that think, little building yeah i think yeah. they were in the old mr that's what i was i was wondering if that's what it was but yeah, it was like a, a weird cult. I saw I saw all about on TV like years later, and I was like, "Oh shit, those were those dudes." They're all the, like super skinny white dudes with crazy long beards. That's at, where I did my shops. my very first pain tattoo. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yep. I bought one red Primo BMX tire from there, <laughs> and could never afford the other one, so I just <laughs> so uh, it like I was piercing full time there. Um, and they had me tattooing out of the house. And that's kind of, that's how this rolled around too, is I actually did dope. Well, almost every tattoo dope has, except for maybe like three. I was going to ask if these were, I know I've seen, I remember when you did like the bird and stuff. They're almost all, but probably three or four tattoos I've done. But I did like, was it like the fifth or sixth tattoo I ever did? No, it's not a good time for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's not a good time for him. Um, I think it was like the fifth tattoo I ever did. It's like a tribal drawing that Doak did. I did it all with a round. I, I won't even, probably like a, an was, eight round, I would guess. It was some like needles that Scott was like going to throw away and he like let. No, no. <laughs> I probably made so, those needles. He was nice. like, these are the fucked up ones at LT. You can have these LTs. Congratulations. So, so he tattooed my bone. Well, my power source was <laughs> a, an AC adapter that plugged into the wall, and it was uh, hooked up to a Spalding and Rogers I think walker it was like machine. The, the seventh or eighth tattoo, or something. I think it was the seventh tattoo that you had ever done, and I was like super stoked. I was like, yeah, I was I was drawing this weird tribal ass weird stuff, and he was like, yeah, I'll tattoo that dude. And so I went and bought a big bag of weed and a couple of racks of Budweiser heavy. And You uh, might not have heard about this, but like 
Anytime I was going to tattoo, we needed a little beer, a little weed. And when I say, you know, like a case or two and a bag of weed, brick, brick weed. Oh, good old good, cool. good brick weed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only the finest. Some of the kids here ain't even seen brick weed. Oh, man. Memories. An ounce of it could fit in a cigarette pack. Dude, I got excited last Crazy. time I saw a pack. Awesome. I was like, yes, let me see that. I popped it open and it was like snap, crackle, pop. I mean, there was all seasons. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man, I keep getting lost. Oh, shit. Uh, what so year was that in that in that downtown Mr. Tattoo when you were we talking about here? Oh, 2000. That was, that was 90s. That was 90, that was 99. So, that was like 98. So, well, I can't, yeah. 98, maybe. I, no, it's like right around nine. I started tattooing right around two thousand. Like I, I like oh, yeah. I was in because I know because I was in Houston <laughs> when I really like I started on myself. Yeah, and then I came back up to Columbia and they gave me the machine. They were at that was one of the first places I went was that place to see Scott and them and sell them some flash. And they were like, "Man, your shit's fucking gotten really good, bro." Here. Here's like they sold me like seventy or eighty dollars worth of equipment, and there was like, there was a Spalding and Rogers Walker machine, a couple tubes, <laughs> and I had tribal black fucking dermographic ink or tribal black dermographic or not dermographic but uh, Starbright, the tribal black, not lining black. <laughs> no, no. So this tattoo that i did on his leg is all done with tribal black oh it's black and i put it in with probably an eight round it's black it's black bro it's ashy too that would have been i would have i would have moved on from junior high to high school then because yeah i went to jeff jr but then i I, I don't know when i got i would say that was probably done in two like right in 2000 yeah i'd have been in high school then yeah um i lived on o'neill because like bridge like probably 30 tattoos later is when they let me do a walk. It, the reason they let me do a walk-in is them fools made a bunch of money that day and they were tired and they didn't want to do that. And they were like, oh, yeah, you can have this or whatever. And like, I mean, my tattoos weren't good by any means, but. Um, but that, he was out there doing it. like. All oh, yeah, no, I was I was obsessed what he wanted with to do. And like, you know, like with most everything else he's done with his life, obsession has been his key in it whether it be i was so obsessed I, <laughs> that's what i wanted to do every like i fuck hey, around give away tattoos back then you know I, I, I had always heard about you i mean in that oh there's people right now to this day that, that say lt owes it them tattoos because <laughs> of what he did to them back in the day you know like they're still out there crying. good luck because you know, I mean, they, they see me, they're like, Oh, you're running with LT. We heard he's doing good. <laughs> I am you know, that motherfucker. Fucked up. I, I look am. at this. Look at this bullshit he did. Check me out. I did. <laughs> I, I'm good. That's why I live in St. Louis, so you fools can't get to me. That's what I said. <laughs> it's like, it's like if they live in Columbia, it's like they're a million miles away, really. Because none of them fools are really gonna, like, only like a few have came up here. And they've gotten tattooed, you know what I mean? And they realize that, like, yeah, you get good tattoos now. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it is. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That was 20 years ago. Yeah. 
I mean, my <laughs> my neck stops people, and they're like, "What the fuck?" You know, when they see that my tattoos on my neck and stuff, my snake. <coughs> always loving on the snake, and then the bird. They're like, "Oh," I'm like, "Yeah, repping the Missouri." Joke's definitely Google. got the progression of my tattoo ability <laughs> too. It's like 140 hours, I think, is what I've gotten tattooed by LT. You gotta realize a lot of that was really slow. <laughs> Some of it not very efficient at all. But, I mean, he can show you some color portraits that were being done when really nobody else was doing that shit. And I did them with coil machines in there. Still in there. You can tell that it's Yoda. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little ashy. Oh, you're hella ashy. You're Ashton Kutcher right now. Coochie. Coochie. You know, you just want to smoke the best. Always. Or I do. I'm just funny like I'm, that. I'm about one more dab from fainting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you all that he saw. Oh, yeah. And I want to get up and run right now, guys. Yeah, he's paranoid right now. LT. Afraid that the FBI is coming high, I just want to go run. <laughs> I just want to run. So it's, it's nothing. I don't want to do anything. Nothing's going to get accomplished. I just run in circles. So... Back then, when you were getting tattooed and stuff, what were you doing, like, <laughs> with your life? I don't know. <laughs> uh, living life. <laughs> As a professionally awesome. Yeah, you were living over off Pfeiffer. Yeah, uh, on Pfeiffer, I was running Jimmy John's. We were a bunch of misfit kids running Jimmy John's, and it was... It was horrid. We were. We should not have been in charge. I was going there. I remember. Yeah, it was, you know, like the food was good. We did okay. You know, I tried to keep it down to a total roar, but alcoholism was running rampant, and you know, drug use and stuff. I mean, it was fun. College town. I worked there. Stuff. Yeah, I hired everybody. Fired a bunch for, of people for a week. You worked there for like a week. <laughs> One week, I got fired. Freaky got fast. <laughs> I was so I was so fast you would freak. <laughs> I was I was doing a little a little powder. Yeah. And <coughs> a little we were, rock. We were running around and <coughs> starting a tattoo and we were all just drinking at the bars and stuff. It was pretty awesome. I was a night owl staying up till like four o'clock in the morning and LT was up at four o'clock in the morning somehow. So we got into we got into um, investments and uh, distribution and <coughs> um, with a friend of ours. Yeah, we were allegedly so, part of a small group of people who did things for people <coughs> made, made made sure that Columbia had a nice supply of brickweed. Part. <laughs> uh, we got into some fun situations. <coughs> There's lots of, you know, romanticized drug stories with that, you know, there was. Tell us one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The romanticized drug stories. Now that I'm on the spot, then like. <coughs> so. Um, we were doing that. Um, 
traveling a lot, making some moves around town. We were moving between Kansas City and uh, Mexico. Everywhere. And everywhere. And you then, know, we were then what, what, what year was it that you that they came and knocked on your door? I got arrested in 2004 for manufacturing distribution with intent or know what you want of uh, marijuana and cocaine and uh, I had a few <coughs> arms also yeah which they <laughs> frowned upon which was you know like looking back on it it's it's pretty funny <laughs> but at the time is the worst thing that could ever happen to me happened you know um, I told the police, I was like, oh man, you guys, man, if you guys wouldn't have busted me, you know, I probably would have just kept on doing it and stuff. And I was like, man, I, was, I told him he was the worst drug dealer. I was like, man, I'm a bad drug dealer. I, I, don't even, I don't even have money to bail myself out. And this guy, Jason Jameson was the cop's name who busted me. It was his first felony bust. And he goes, back to the like paper and stuff and in the paper they print mr nathaniel doke says he's the worst drug dealer ever and he was never going to stop and (laughs) you know it's like and they totally twisted my words everything that i said like even in my like police report like it is so laughable but you know that cost me a gajillion dollars (coughs) i got to go hang out and County jail for a couple of days. <coughs> There's a little grass. And that was kind of the end of my <laughs> career as a, then. Oh. So uh, I turned to drywall and cooking, and I, uh, <coughs> I, 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 while this was happening, <coughs> LT had gone to Yuma to hang out for a couple times, and found got a shop and ended up buying it and then I broke up with a girlfriend and was working some shitty job and so I he, LT called me up you know LT and I we were tight you know we call each other you know we've always talked to each other you know at least <coughs> once a week you know since I know him. you know if I'm not talking to him once a week because he's lost in Europe and he doesn't know how to get a hold of him <laughs> you know what I'm saying and uh, so he was like well, and I was just getting ready to get off paper, and he was like, well, why don't you come down to Yuma and learn how to tattoo? And I was like, shit, yeah, sounds like an awesome plan. And I went down there, and I tried tattooing and stuff, but I, I'm a redhead, and I guess I shake all the time. And, like, <laughs> and it's hard to, like, come at a motherfucker when you tried to tattoo, <coughs> like, doing this. <coughs> I did we of, never got that far. I did a lot of piercing and stuff. I did like 75 piercings or something, and I don't know, we hung out in Yuma for a couple years. <coughs> and then LT went and hung out with Roman, and I ended up coming back here and getting stuck. I tried working with Simple Scott for a little bit, but then I got drunk for the <laughs> entire summer. Uh, sparks. <coughs> Remember that Sparks? This, uh, yeah, I, so you I, moved I, down to Arizona with me. Yeah. You worked the tattoo shop for... What, about a year, really? Yeah, a year and some change. I mean, you were down there really, like, off and on for, like, two years, but you were down there for a, a good, solid year. I tried going down there when I was on paper, and 
<laughs> I got caught, and I had to immediately fly back to... <coughs> but you didn't get caught. No, I didn't. No, caught. no, no. Let's tell the truth. <laughs> you didn't get caught. No, you I didn't. freaked out. So Doke did what he normally does. I do freak out a lot. He freaks out. I have to meditate. Runs back. Everything's chill, man. Nothing's happened. They were being a little weird. This is back when they cared about probation. Mm. Ever since my son on the pandemic, bro, they fucking, he was like, probation's tight. They don't even do anything, dog. <laughs> like, that fool was, like, it was like he wasn't even on probation. Um, we were down there, so we did a lot down there. We, we went to Mexico a lot. San Diego. <laughs> San Diego. The burgers at Hodad's. That was some fire stuff. Pacific Beach, Ocean Beach. We used to go to California a lot. That was cool. Pick up some weed and bring back over to Arizona. This is uh, back before it was really legal in Arizona. And like, a lot of people don't really know this, but when you get over in the like Southwest, there's all these Border Patrol agent like stops on the highway oh it was crazy you couldn't get out with anything like there was two checkpoints on either side going into california you had to go through three because there was a food checkpoint <laughs> it's wild like so when i moved there i didn't even think about it right but like once you're in the city of yuma you can't leave in any direction without being interrogated by <laughs> federal officers and when i say that now, you could drive by and they go. But, like, it generally didn't go like that for us. <laughs> we got secondary to a lot. Um, we did so much that we would, like, sit, go over with other people and, like, have them carry stuff. and Because we knew we were getting hmm. secondary because, you know. Especially if they've secondary you before and, like, all of them dudes live there too, right? <laughs> so like, got tattooed and stuff. Yeah, we tattooed a lot of the border patrol agents there. But um, there was for real. There was like five or six different kind of police. There's like military police, border police, Yuma <laughs> County police, Yuma City police. Wild, bro. I, like I moved there and I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Immigrant immigration, ICE. Oh, dude. Like, and the, uh, my personal favorite. The gang task force <laughs> rolled up on me the second day I lived in Yuma. <coughs> Caught me with a little pinch hitter, and I had to go to felony, felony, second. felony. In which now, it's, <laughs> now they have legal marijuana there. But they also, I also learned one of the most beautiful phrases I've ever heard in my life. As I went in front of the judge <coughs> and stuff, and they're like, "Well, you got to go talk to this guy, the prosecuting attorney." And he's like, "Well, as long as there's no other drug residue besides marijuana in there, you're going to be fine." He says, "We are going to." <clears throat> Dismiss the charge without dismiss without prejudice in the name of justice, and it was like the most beautiful thing that I ever heard because that meant that I wasn't getting a felony. And we were just smoking a joint on the front porch, you know. It was, it was, and then the gang task force rolled up on us, <laughs> and we're just like, they're like, "What are you guys doing? We're gonna take away your birthday." Where was I at work? You were tattooing, probably. I was hanging out with Aaron and Shane and. Shane, Dirty. Sea Donkey. Sea Donkey. 
Yuma was cool. Like, I mean, that was the hands down the best tacos ever, though. Like, uh, <laughs> well, the Mexico, they kind of got the they, they wrote that. the book. Yeah, the Baja style shrimp tacos were to die for. The fish tacos were amazing. <coughs> and you could get a different style taco on every other house on my street over on Eighth Street in Yuma because. That's what people did is they sold tacos. To, yeah, it's tight. To, it was all, it was amazing. We got to try many different styles and flavors of tacos. It was it was amazing. This uh, uh, the Sonora hot dog. I will remind everybody though that Yuma is the asshole of America. Where all good things <laughs> come to an end. It yeah. is. It is. <clears throat> Isn't it three ten? Three ten to Yuma. Uh, you know that that is the movie. Um, I don't. I don't, I, you know, I've never even seen that movie. I haven't either. Yeah. You would think I would. And you know that there's also, that's a remake. There's mm. like an old 310 to Yuma. It's like a, it's like an old Western, you know, that, but uh, there's a lot of weird shit that went on there. Like, so I probably talked about this in my podcast, but so I lived there in the Lee Motel and it was haunted, one of the 10 most haunted places in the United States. LT was calling me, he was like, guess what happened today? No, 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 no. Because I didn't, no, no, no. I didn't know it was haunted. When I lived there, weird shit did happen, like the lights would go off and it would like, the doors would slam, but like, I didn't know it was haunted then. It wasn't until I moved out of there like six months later, I was watching a TV show, like the 10 most hauntedest places in the United States and the Lee Motel in Yuma was. And I was like, that's fucking weird. <coughs> and I still don't even know really if that was like spirits or anything like that. Like, because the people that ran it was fucking weird too. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like they would, they would do something like that. They were that, those kind of people, you know what I'm saying? So, but no, that place is one of the ten. You can look it up. It's like the Lee Motel. It's like the Yuma, one of Yuma's. And Yuma's old town, like downtown. Yeah, because like if you think about it, like that's the Wild West. There's like this old prison there, which had a lot of Native Americans held in it, and so there's a lot of uh, Indian reservations down there, and a lot of people don't really understand what Indian reservations are like until you like live out there. Either is that like. They're some of the worst ghettos in the world. Oh, it's super um, sad. It's crazy um, what we've done, or what the the government's done to those things. Like it's just, just it's insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, that well, when I went to Humboldt, <clears throat> the Blue Lake Casino, <clears throat> I tattooed a, a Native American. So that's a an Indian casino there, and I tattooed a Native American guy there, and he was. We were talking about like genocide and all these things right and he was like so like our whole like the navajo indian their whole fucking like life was based on the buffalo right well first thing we did is we came in and slaughtered buffalo and like they would just like shoot buffaloes from trains and shit and just let them die and shit well then they made it illegal to do anything <clears throat> to the buffalo so then the native americans had no food no clothes, nothing to build houses with. And basically they were left to the U.S. government to take care of them then. You see what I'm saying? So like he talks about, he's like, they attacked us in so many ways you can't even imagine. 
you know, and it's like just the sicknesses alone. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that just wild. Like when you really talk to <clears throat> real Native Americans that live on the reservation, they're just those reservations are like riddled with drugs and alcohol because, like, again, Native Americans shouldn't even drink alcohol. Yeah, and the, then like we brought them alcohol and like that's why it rocked that community. So oh, hard, it's right? fucking fucked up, bro. And they're on meth our, and everything else. And our like, neighbor at the tattoo shop. He had a glass company and he made a bunch of his money every because every month they would pay to get the glass fixed over at the Indian reservations. And then the, they would get their checks and get drunk and break all the windows. And then he would go back and I, uh, I have an aunt that grew up on a reservation in Oklahoma in the 40s. Wow. And, uh, and the stories. I bet, bro. Like really sad. Oh, I'm they did all kinds of wild shit, you know, like gentrifying that like we're gonna make them good christian yeah kids and i'm sure there was oh i'm sure there was especially like back then bro you know like back in the day wild shit happened (laughs) yeah i'm not not even gonna think about it too much but it's it's pretty i'm sure shit got wild back then but i've gotten like two stories from that time. I'm like, that's, that's good for me. That's terrible. The the desert is an interesting place. I'll tell you, like, it's all, (laughs) you think that you're going to like move in somewhere like that and people aren't going to notice you or something. Oh, we stuck out like sore thumbs. Yeah. Everybody's like, you're not from here, huh? (laughs) Like, nah, they're like, where are you from? Huh? (laughs) You know, it's just like, they were on it. And like, it's so it's so it's so funny because when you grow up somewhere you're really like that area and like they think different than we did and all kinds of shit huh right now i'm coming here right now right now i'll be there right now be like right now your food will be ready right right now like that's right i would just say that (laughs) you mean right now right now or like oh yeah right now right now they be like, okay, you, they like call you, call you up and they're like, are you going to be here? Okay, I'll be there right now. Like, uh, but I'll be there right a, now. That was just one of the regional dialects. Yeah, yeah. It, that place is, it's a trip, bro. Like, um, because it's, a, it's also like, it's California, Arizona, and Mexico. It's like this weird little spot, like. We could see California. California would like basically was like so. F- this would have been what would have been called Fourth Avenue. Kings Highway would have been California, and I used to live over in the Indian Reservation <laughs> called Winter Haven for a little while, and it was in California. So I lived in California, and the time cha- never changed in Arizona. So my time in California was different. And I drive across the bridge, and I'd be in Arizona. It's weird, man. But LT was tattooing a lot in those days. I mean, like when we when he got going and stuff. Like especially when the Silent Drill team would come through, and like I mean, I, I, had, I had the Bugle Drum Corps and the Silent Drill team they would roll from the the, the Marines were they like built-in clientele for that Ooh. shop. They were all just kicking it, and they'd like roll in at like noon. And they're so up. It was like a flood of tattoos. Like, that's how. Joke was the counter guy. Yeah, I got to. That's mostly what he did was like Mm. counter guy. And I worked. Yeah. 16 hours a day. I would set him up and stuff and maybe help 
design a few tattoos for him if there's simple stuff that LT didn't want to do. LT hated doing letters or spelling or anything. So <laughs> yeah, he would ask me a lot. Of, I still, yeah. Now he doesn't do it at all, which is probably not a very good idea. Anybody that wants any letters from LT is. I remember my uh, mentor, Mel, after we, I guess he would, when we, he was talking, he, he almost went out there and, did he or he was gonna come do a guest spot with you? He was he no, wanted he never to. Did, he never did come do a guest spot. He always wanted to, I remember you. Yeah, no, he could have. Which one was Mel? Huh? Which one was Mel? Dreads. He worked oh, at, Dreads. at Rockstar with yes, 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 Flowers. Yes. That's my my guy. I love Mel. Yeah, he did that trout on his foot, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get a lot of them dudes to come out there during the rush, bro. We had a Terry few Dutra come up from Florida. Uh, Tattoo Terry is the man. Who else yeah, came out? Uh, Casper came out. Casper came out and made a ton of money. Got this guy named Jason. I uh, can't remember his last name now. Uh, Kent. Got, Kent. Kent. Kent from down the lake. Oh, you know yeah, Kent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came out and kicked it for a while. <coughs> well, that's how I found out that he had all of Doc's stuff. And, like, Docket gave me a bunch of stuff. So, like, then Kent was like, oh, well, I have this stuff from Doc for you. All the fucking Burt Grimm shit. That's all I got left is that one acetate up there. Sold on my flash. It's, it's over that panda painting. No. Oh, okay. See it? This one right here? Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. Acetate it's like a sc- little stinker. Yeah, I think it's two of them. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> um, a little stinker. Now we tried to, I remember going to tattoo conventions with Healthy and like, like figuring out what was going on at him and stuff. We went to Hell City. We spent a whole weekend at the Arizona Hell City. Yeah. That was like before I was. That's before I moved out. I got tattooed by Kurt Bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, your chest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got tattooed by Kurt Bear at that show. Um, Derb, Derb Morrison. Yeah, yeah, I was just trying to. It was an awesome show. We spent the whole weekend there. Like, we walked around the floor. Like, like attendees, bro. We walked around the floor, like, I probably went around that thing 75 times. You know what I mean? I didn't even really know what was to expect either. You know, this is like a learning experience. (laughs) Of like what a convention, is, you know. That was like the, that I'm sure it's. Still great. I've never been, but I, that was always like, seemed like a fucking badass show. Well, and it was so that was at the Biltmore in Arizona, right? It, Which so is dope. Like we had like the last, like I say, and we walked around that thing like 30 times. I think the last day Sunday. We just laid in the hotel room with robes on and shit and like <laughs> opened up like the sun thing. We, oh, bro, we, we, I'm we telling you, it was good because like we worked all the time in Yuma because again, we, we weren't really from there and I wasn't drinking and like we just had our heads down just working constantly. And so we took this little trip up to uh, there and I got tattooed by Kurt and like just spent the whole week in there buying stuff and hanging out like. Some attendee shit, bro. And then we went and did the, I didn't do the show, but I went and saw, I have pictures of this too. Fucking um, I think Bob Tyrell and uh, Jack Rudy did a collaboration at this seminar. 
that I took of theirs. Nice. And uh, it was at the Mesa Tattoo Convention in <coughs> Mesa, Arizona, which is Phoenix. And uh, it's put on by Sage. I don't even think it exists anymore. But that was like, I think that was the first show. We drove up and went back the same day or whatever. We did the seminar and shit. But We went to one over the, where the London Bridge is now. Where is that? Uh, Lake Havasu. But Lake we Havasu. just, that was a really shitty one. Oh, we just so walked bad. through and you, we like. <laughs> but it was like 10 bucks. Oh, <coughs> I think we got, we went to saw something cool that time. <coughs> the Valley of the Palms. We did a lot of stuff, bro. We went um, we went out to Guru, Guru and met up dope. with those dudes and got tattooed. That's where I met Adam Hawthorne, and I got tattooed by Craig Driscoll when he was working there. And then we ended up going out to... I don't know. was I, always trying to just spread his wings and meet it, all the tattoo artists and stuff he could, you know, and drink it all in, you know. We were out there, and he was on a mission, you know. It was cool. We got to travel around and see a bunch of cool shit. And then he got to, like, party it up with Roman and moved out there. La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> I did not like L.A. <laughs> he goes, yeah. <laughs> well, I come to, like, so, like, I didn't close the shop because it was an unsuccessful. I closed the shop because I got a job offer from Roman. And it seemed like a good idea at the time to just follow my career with him. <coughs> I was sitting in a desert, kind of, as I would say, fading off into the darkness, man, because like. He was floundering and it was driving him nuts. And then he was like beating his head against the wall because, you know, wanted to grow and do cool shit. There was a no, I couldn't, there was no help. You know what I mean, nobody was going to be better than me to come work with me. And, like, I wasn't going to get any better working with people that weren't better than me. So, um, so he ran off and so I sold the place and moved to Yukaipa. <laughs> and Doak moved back to Columbia. Uh -huh. And uh, then I did that for a while. And Doak would come out and visit some. Oh, I'd, every chance I'd get, if I could scrape together some money, I was single. <coughs> work sometimes and stuff. I was part of a <coughs> moped club for a while. You know, nice. Worked on uh, the 1970s two-stroke engines and stuff. I had a 1979 Hobbit, which is a Honda. It was awesome. It was a 50cc and... I rode it from Columbia to St. Louis one time. It took us nine hours. Nerd shit. It was super nerdy. <laughs> we rebuilt it. You know, it was something to do. I used to run with some dudes around here that were yeah, in that uh, scene and yep. the biker gang. It mopeds and the moped then the Vespas. It was fun. You know, it was a cool underground scene. But LLT was running around in San Francisco. and Yeah, so don't come out. Uh, were you... <laughs> Were you single when you when, when you came out? No, 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 that was your birthday. Your your wife sent you out, right, for your birthday? When I got my neck tattooed. On, yeah. The, for the Wu-Tang? No. That was, you were Wu-Tang, I was single. I was just fucking dumb. You were with your brother? Yeah, I was with little. That's when. Joseph, or were you just all visiting? 
No, he got you out there. He, and he went up north. Well, I wasn't. I was sitting on my ass in Columbia, not doing shit. And he was like, "Come out here to California and hang out." So his brother pops up in San Francisco, and he was doing things up north, <laughs> so on and so forth, right? And so I started a back piece on him. He brought Doke out because he was doing things around there, you know, and like we were hanging out. And uh, that was your birthday, though, right? No. No. No, because no, the, you were just there for that. I think it was like so, January or something. Yeah, the weather's just so nice in San Francisco. It's hard for me to tell you. It could be any day of the. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we met up with uh, our old friend, the Hudio, um, and uh, I had bought tickets for Dope to go. Bro, I'm telling you, it was your. I bought you the tickets. I thought for your birthday. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, I got Wu Tang tickets. At the fucking Fillmore, San I so Francisco. Excited. I was floored. I got to say, I got <coughs> off the plane and it was a weird situation. So I'd like to place. note that I wasn't even smoking weed at the time. I'd been so I was for, smoking all of it for both of us. Right. So we hung out with our, our old boy, the Hudio, and we're fucking kicking it around. They're like, man, the Hudio goes, I got this candy bar from the dispensary. It's fucking 150 milligrams. I'm like, eat it, doke. Don't be a pussy, eat it. He's like, I don't know, man. We're like, nah, eat the motherfucker. Eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. So he eats the whole, and he tries to like pussy your foot around and eat a little more like, eat the whole bitch. So he eats it. Then we're like, I don't know, it's probably like 45 minutes later or something. We're in line at the fucking... At the fucking uh, Fillmore, waiting on the fucking going inside. We're talking about how cool it is to see. Luke. Oh man, we're fucking stoked. And Doug's like, "Oh man, I don't know if I should have ate that whole candy bar, bro." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you're all right, bro. Fucking tighten up. Everything will be okay." And he's like, "No, man, I, that motherfucker gone. I fainted. It was he too fainted. much. My poor little brain <laughs> on the fucking concrete." So I'm like standing over, I'm slapping him. I'm like, fool, get up. We about to go in this show. He fucking, he's like, what man? Oh man, I don't know what happened. <laughs> get him, I'm like takes a minute. We get him to his feet. <coughs> we're standing there still and we're like walking along. He goes, oh man, it's, it's happening. And he's <laughs> gone again. So I slap this fool around, get him up again. And he's like, Ah, fuck. So whenever he fainted, <laughs> he fell down and twisted his ankle. It was the worst pain ever. Ugh. And so, I was retarded high. He was retarded high. Paranoid. I was so bad. Out. I was, it was so bad. So then his brother had to walk him to the car. Limping. Limping. And put him in the car so he could lay in there and freak out. Well, I went into the show and fucking kicked it. I saw the whole motherfucker. I was like, <coughs> I could almost touch Meth Man's head. I was, I was in the spiritual in the balcony. It was general admission. In the back of an Isuzu. Or oh, I was like, <laughs> and then as soon as I came out of the show, he's like, I'm much better now, man. I was like, you should have fucking just went in there, pussy, and fucking toughed it out. You're already fucking fucked up and all fucking. I twisted my ankle real bad. It was terrible. I had to limp around San Francisco with a cane. We had to get him a wa like a walker and shit. Not a walker, oh, but a cane. So 
I had to get in with Kane. But then, like, it was swelled up like that. that. He was stuck. And ev- you have to walk everywhere in San Francisco, <laughs> you know. So I'm over there hobbling around and stuff. I had a great time hobbling around. I was just slow as a motherfucker. My brother, my brother, and his homie Thomas took me up into the I'm redwood so forest. I'm so stupid. Yeah, my fr- they took me up into the redwood forest, and we had to like walk around and shit. But I saw the Avenue of the Giants was just dope. And you like, drive through that shit. Yeah, it was well. Yeah, but I still had to get out and walk a little bit. <clears throat> but we drove through some trees. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. It was a good time. And then, uh, yeah, my <laughs> wife. Uh, yeah, that that San Francisco trip was. So, and I also want to state the fact that I, tried to I didn't. I didn't say this this year when we saw Wu Tang Clan, but I'd like to state the fact that. You really missed the good Wu-Tang Clan show. And, <laughs> and that this show could not even make up for it. This thing was so sad. But I'm glad you got to see him. Got to see Wu-Tang. And, and you did get to see Buster Rhymes. Which That's the best. That was, That's the second time I've gotten to see Buster. Yeah, the, the other one was better. I'm sure of it. It was. It was Smoking Grooves, 1998. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like back when he was like Busta Rhymes. That was a good not, Buster rhymes. Buster. <laughs> He's bustered out now. Buster, fucking Buster. doing monologues and shit. I don't know. Didn't he kill it the other night at like some show or something? Some geriatric show, maybe. <laughs> Motherfucker. I don't know. Like, well, I really think that like Westside Gun's doing something with him, like that. I think's kind of unique. But like I said, it he like slowed it down and made it more like. Like old man shit, you know what I mean? And like, it's tight, and that's cool. But like at the like at the, sh- he should do old man shit. He shouldn't be doing. That's just not what he does no more. He ain't got that no more. You know what I mean? Like that's young boy game. He ain't got that no more. Yeah, I overdosed on weed at Wu Tang. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there was the, the OD. I overdosed when it was a terrible time. I felt really silly for that one. And then, you know, whatever, got over it. Now I've got a story to tell. It would have been cooler if it was more just mobbing around San Francisco. I was going to meet up with the Moped Club in San Francisco and ride around with them was my plan. I did not get to do that, <laughs> but whatever. You know, uh, San Francisco was a magical place, man, especially at that time. There's this place behind LT's house called... Uh, Sang tongues. It was like a 45 minute wait wherever you went in there. And like, but it was worth it every time. Of Asians. Oh, uh, everybody not, was there. Not not just white people that like Asian food, but uh, that's how you knew it was good. Yeah. Like, oh, dude. It was the like, first time I ever, I was like, man, there's a lot of Asians. LT, this is like LT's favorite place and stuff. So, like, he would take me there. And it became my favorite place in America to eat. I just want to say that I was let down last year when I went there, and it was to go only. <sighs> I, it made me never want to ever go back to vegetarian Francisco. dumplings. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious about what I just said. Dang. It really bummed me out, bro. Like, you can't like it just ruined the whole food. And then I ate it on a park bench across the street from the yeah. place. You know what I mean? Like it was just like I was like, you know what? I don't think I come here no more. <laughs> and San Francisco was whack last year. Uh, like, it was still heavily affected by the pandemic. 
Um, I don't know if it's like that right now, but that shit last year was still hella whack. Like I still got awesome memories of jumping from neighborhood to neighborhood in San Francisco with him. But it was cool. I have awesome memories, but I'm just saying last year those memories weren't. Uh, yeah. When me and Mike Klein, my bud Mike Klein went last year, there was a dude that um, he rolled up. Yeah, he was like in a wheelchair, but he had it rigged up on one of them like scooters you rent. Yeah. Like a fucking trike. It was sick. That's dope. He, so he just got like, to ride in the back of it. He, he just he rolled. He got his wheelchair up on where the feet go. That part, and the wheels were just off the ground, and he just fucking. Oh, that's awesome. It was the shit. He rolled up. He's like, you got a cigarette? And we're like, no. And he goes, okay. And then he just just took off. <laughs> Nobody smokes cigarettes anymore, Like, dude. he was in his chair. It wasn't, like, built or nothing. He no, just no. It was, it he got his wheelchair. Up on that it was like thing. a manual, you know. And he got it up on that. Oh, it's a manual. Oh. <laughs> and he was just, it was tight. Because like, our, our Airbnb was, like, right on this main drag and kind of like a weird little area. And. Yeah, we saw him a couple. He was just cruising. He just rolled up. We were like, what the fuck was that? It was like a chopper, like a trike, you know? Was, no, I get it. Now. Zipped on, man. I was like, man, that guy's got the setup. He looked like he was <laughs> living. And then we, like, I'd say we went down this street. It was like a number, it was like seventh or eighth or something. And the Uber, it was the gnarliest street I've ever been on like it was like an oh it was like something from a third world like movie or over something. in the tenderloin or something not far from there yeah that place is scary yeah it was I've been like, sweating there. I went over there with that one piercer dude uh from Iowa I can't remember his name but we went to protest Obama one night and we had to pay to oh. do it and like <laughs> but so we didn't go we just went to a bar instead but we had to walk through the tenderloin and it was what was that bad. fool's name maybe start with an s or something fuck i don't know sid 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 like acid sid <laughs> yeah uh actually yeah Dirk visited me a couple of times out in san francisco we had a good time out there um Selfie was like on vacation when he was living there. So I'd like, it was like, you know, I'd go be on vacation. Sometimes he'd like go, go there and like be busy and stuff, or I'd go try to kick it with him and like he'd be tattooing too much and I'd never get to see him or nothing. But when he was in San Francisco, you know, I go out there and he just, he'd tattoo me and stuff. I loved getting my neck tattooed out there. Yeah. Awesome. What was the last tattoo you got? Uh, from LT it was my neck and we did that over at uh, what's that place self-inflicted self-inflicted been, been a while since you got one from yeah I have that was the last tattoo I got uh, you know just haven't gotten any tattoos uh, you know a lot of the tattoos tattooing hurts LT a lot too and so like and he's my homie you know like I know now that like it hurts him to tattoo me you know and it's not like he's going to be like, Doke, you got to pay me for this, too. So I'm like, I don't want to make yeah. my He's only got so many tattoos left. Doke doesn't really want to spend the money it costs <laughs> to get tattooed on me now. No, nah, he's expensive. Not on the not on the fridge. You know what I mean? Because like, even as a friend, I'm like, you know what, dog? I'm just going to have to charge you too much because I really don't want a tattoo. So I ain't really, you know. I don't know. Not in the budget. Not in the budget. 
They hurt too. They fucking hurt, bro. Ain't no. The older you get, ain't getting tattooed ain't all that cool. I don't. I ain't looking any cooler getting them. <laughs> um, so laying there for seven to eight hours to to look different doesn't really turn me on much anymore. <laughs> I give a fuck less. Uh, but but with that saying, I've been thinking. I'm thinking I'm gonna laser all my arms off and have them all redone in cholo shit. Yeah, that'd be tight. Like great cholo shit, just like that. Like I've already started getting this lasered up here, but I, I was like, man, I think I just want to take everything off and just get it all black and gray, like like yeah. that. Like yeah, that'd be cool. You know, um, I could probably go to a couple dudes in L.A. and get my arms done in fucking no time. Yeah, like, like a. Two days. Yeah, super cool. You know what I mean? Go lay there for like 12 hours each day and probably be done. I can do it. It just sucks. I said 14 hours on both the back of my thighs. I could do it. I just don't like it. Yeah. My neck was the last time and... That was seven hours with a bluebird. So let's back it. Let's back it up. We didn't. Uh, we didn't ever really. When did you start smoking weed? Me? Yeah. When I was three. When he's three. <laughs> now let's, let's let's elaborate on that. My uh, mom was a free spirit, and she had some free spirited young boyfriends. And this one, I was a loud ass kid. I'm a ginger, you know. I was loud and obnoxious and stuff. And I can remember this day, and so can my brother. We we talk about it. I mean, like, we both remember this. And he was just a little bit younger. And this guy decided he, he was outside smoking a joint, and we were being <laughs> obnoxious and bugging him. And he totally handed us the joint, and we both smoked it <laughs> with him. It was, it was a pivotal time in my life. And, uh, of course, you know, I'd never... I'd, you know, but I remember that, you know, and there's always like the tray of weed underneath every couch I ever went underneath. And <laughs> so, so like, let's you know? let's back it up a little bit. You said your mom's a free spirit. So let's talk about <laughs> the free spirit. So I was, what, what I was a raised a feral child. <laughs> I didn't know what a swimsuit was till I was five. Uh, you know, I didn't have sugar or meat, you know. Uh, Somewhat of a hippie commune, some hey, would say. Like some a, people might say that I was. And where was this at? In Lupus, Missouri. <laughs> Which is? Right across the river from Columbia, Missouri. So I lived like 35 minutes oh, okay. away from <clears throat> Hippie, hillbilly. There's like a lot of artists and stuff in Lupus and stuff. It's a tiny little town. And, you know, I was a weird ass little kid too. And we went to this country ass town and I got my ass kicked a lot. <laughs> I was really good at getting my ass kicked. Like I was one of my, I could probably win every fight from here on out for the rest of my life and still have a losing <laughs> record because I would just get the shit kicked out of me. But you know, and like I was just a weird kid too. You know, redheaded and you know raised by hippies and you know I was never wearing the cool clothes or anything like that. You know, um, but I always you know weed was always around. My parents were always running off smoking it at parties and stuff. <laughs> so I always, I can like the the smell of a paper joint, like when it first 
ignites takes me back to my childhood you know like there's smells that like take you back and stuff that shit takes me back to when i was a kid you know rolling around with some shady dude you know you know i you know weed has always been around during the flood of 93 we lost the water got up in my house a bunch and stuff and we had to figure out a way to do it and we did and stuff and there's lots of things happening and stuff i just kind of grew up around Marijuana and stuff. Yeah, so uh, didn't your your stepdad was a <coughs> cultivator for several years, right? You know, always just you know doing some guerrilla stuff, and it was always fun. You know, sometimes you know people would show up and stuff, you know, and they'd have messages and I'd have to deliver them. <laughs> they'd make sure that I knew and stuff and would. You know, give me things, money, whatever. You know, it was, it was fun. It was a weird way of growing up. You know, uh, we always had some craziness going on. But, and then into my twenties, my teenagers. When I was a teenager in downtown Columbia, one time, I was hanging out with these dudes and stuff, and they're <coughs> cool and stuff. We'd smoked a couple times and stuff in Peace Park and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, we ran into them over on Ninth Street one time, and they're like, "Well, do you guys, you know, want to, you know, make some money?" You know. And they're like, "We're like, fuck yeah, dude!" And they're like, "Well, uh, this is gonna be weird, <laughs> but we need to blindfold you." And I was like, "Why?" So you guys don't know where we're going. <clears throat> and they took us to this place, and we trimmed a bunch, and we got paid, and weed and stuff it was awesome so i had like a good supply when i was yeah stuff, you know as the hookup it was fun um and then in my 20s you know we obviously were experimenting and trying and stuff with growing and you know we'd rent out houses and fill them up and, you know and i've i've gotten i was always doing drywall and I've gotten kind of good at <coughs> helping people set up rooms. With, nice. Yeah. By doing their drywall and their grows. And I can see that being very beneficial. It is. You know, you make it, you know, you can put up two by fours and then <coughs> insulate it and build, <coughs> form the room, you know, where you you need a workspace. You He's know. helped me grow. He's helped me build all the rooms that Every we've room. done. Really? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Like, and it's helped me, you know, I've gotten, I've done a couple more besides that, but not many. But LTs, we've he's always getting wild hairs up his ass and stuff and it's like it's like dope we need to do this like all right dude i'm coming up we're doing it and we'll just like work and grind l2 always been, and i've always had this you know we always grind and try to be productive and awesome and make sure our time is spent worthwhile you know not just hanging out and sitting on smoking weed on the couch watching TV, but we never do that. <laughs> we do that, but like you know, we do rarely. But like, talk about you know, you know what is going on and how we're going to approach things <coughs> with even you know how we deal with life. You know, you know with LT being in recovery and stuff. You know, he's given helped me look at a lot of things in my life and stuff. I've had to. And when I was on probation, I had to do some stuff with recovery, and uh, it taught me a lot on how to accept and deal with like all these weird resentments and why I freak out all the time. I mean, like, 
don't freak out. I'm freaking <laughs> out right now. <clears throat> and, you know, LT's <coughs> taught me a lot with that. And now we're doing <coughs> the cannabis thing. And we've done that. What's really awesome is we've done the uh, conventions and stuff, which is like when LT told me about it. Like he he like, wasn't here this weekend, just to remind everybody. Yeah, yeah I was wondering. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> My ace deuce just ain't there. That's tight. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, because he's married. I understand. It's the times, <laughs> things, know, things wives, 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 kids, wives, wives. But uh, anyway, this is uh, was a small <laughs> one. He's here now. I'm here right now, right now, right now. I'll be there right now. And I was here right now. Um, but the tattoo conventions have been really fun to do with LT. And yeah, stuff. but the first one was like to do pull that off was quite the feat, and it was just amazing. And we've just been on a roll since then. Every one of them, you know, there's been a lot of learning experiences and stuff. You know, like it's been it hasn't been easy. None of them have. They've all been had their challenges and stuff. Um, we try to make them look like they're they run smooth, but you know, which they do. <laughs> but sometimes it, we have to put out some motherfucking fires, you know. <laughs> yeah, gratefully, Doke's been there to help me through the whole thing, and it's just being, you know, trying to help out, be a team player and shit. So <clears throat> I'm gonna give us a little walk through what we got here, and I think probably gonna wrap up. Cool. Uh, so I just was on a trip out to California, and uh, <coughs> I was able to stop in, and man, some dudes really held me down out there. Um, my boy T from uh, Little Lake Valley Hash Company sent me back with uh, some expiration date. F2, this thing's really nice. It's one of my favorites. My boy Sean from Quality Squishes, though, he fucking held me down with, like, man, I got this burnt plastic. Kind of gassy, but kind of a milder smell. It's got, like, a fruit to it, too. Yeah, a little fruity. It hits you in the nose quite as hard as some of them. I think it has a real unique taste, kind of. I get, like, a peanut butter finish off of it, kind of. Um, And then... uh, but yeah, man, Quality Squishes put me on some really nice shit. We've been smoking burnt plastic here tonight. Um, smoked some of my rock candy. Did you check that out earlier? Mm-hmm, yeah. Rock candy is fire. I've uh, heard good things. This is the guava yogurt that I made. Grew made. <coughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> tickled, oh, man, I'm still tickled my nose hair. <laughs> It's a tickler. <coughs> Definitely a tickler. So, uh, yeah, this is that expiration date. Smoking out of the mothership. I had my Mia piece out, but it broke. <laughs> Y'all didn't get to see that shit. Uh, Hopefully I can get it fixed. Wah, wah, wah. It's fucking whack. I don't know why it broke. But... Um, this is that burnt plastic from my dude at Quality Squishes. So that's that's what's called fresh press. That's you. Um, and fresh press is when it like how it first comes out from 
when you press it. And like the best way I can explain it is it's a moment in time. So like fresh press only lasts for and stays in that form until it it'll change and become this form. Mm. It's it's a type of nucleation that it does or oxidization or something. And then it changes and the terpenes are different and the texture is different. And so even now that thing's changing. Um, and like the way it was when I took it out earlier and it's starting, you can tell it's starting to become cloudy mm -hmm. and starting to nucleate. Um, so like in some ways it'll start to become like this and like probably by tomorrow morning, this little piece will be more like this and then I can kind of whip it up and it'll change and taste a little different, but it's a real unique flavor and high when it's like in fresh press too. I think this is some uh, platinum Kush breath that um, Routine Gardens grew, and then I processed. That F2 is delish. <coughs> uh, T's fucking uh, expiration date is fire. Uh, that fucking plastic such fire, though. It hits you in the head. And then I got, like, some Lowe's. I got some Donnie Burger. Um <laughs> this just was like some bulk stuff that my dude at Quality Squishes was able to put me on when I was out there. This is some GMO. And I, I don't think I have it with me. I did have some the purple banana. It's fire. The honey jelly's fire too. And those were the lows. Those were the lows. <coughs> <coughs> Um, yeah. Variety uh, pack over here. How's, how's that pin treating you? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I love it. That's, that's my speed. That's my speed. You, yeah, like you, you, do, you just do like a couple of little hits at night or something? Yeah, yeah, I'm in bed. I, I like to make the light on the end, like. The old dab light. It's it on nice. the ceiling, yeah. It's, it's cool, like, I like the pins and stuff. Sometimes I'll do it while wearing my CPAP machine. Old strategy. I don't. <laughs> that sounds like candy flipping. I don't even know what that I means. That. I, I want a CPAP machine so I can. Oh, they're great, dude. Well, I love it. And then it's just funny to do while, you know. The... Nice. I want that. I want that in my life. Help you sleep good, too. Well, I'm glad to get back in the saddle here. Uh, I hope. Uh, well, I know, like, we, we'll get something set up for early March. I'm trying to stay consistent on this people and we're trying to stay consistent. I just, I got a lot of going on this year. So we tra I traveled and we had a lot going on this, but. Yeah, it's great to be back. Yeah, I hope we can put together a couple guests over uh, March. You ready for April, man? Yeah, I'm ready. <coughs> awesome, all right, well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yep. Hi. Hi.